Hello and welcome to This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life, a podcast about the music we love and why we love it. I'm Scott Interante and I'm joined by co-producer Catherine Moore to kick off season two of the podcast. Catherine, how's it going? It's going great, Scott. How's it going with you? It's good. I'm so excited to uh, to be back for this new season of the podcast. Yeah, we are back and better than ever, I would say. We have some amazing guests this season. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be basically doing the same thing. Each episode is going to have an interview with an amazing musician or artist or writer or, or other cool creative person, and we'll be talking about their musical taste and the song that makes them scream. This is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, but now we'll also be doing these little intros with Catherine and I talking a little bit about what we've been listening to and more importantly, hearing from from you guys and what you have been listening to and sharing some of that. So one of the things that we do on social media is we highlight our song as the greatest song we've heard all week. And we always like to ask you, the listeners, to share yours. And so we're going to be talking about some of those responses here. Yeah. And we'd also love to hear what you think about the guest song picks and just the episodes in general. So, you know, just more interaction, more more feedback from you guys. You can always reach out to us on social media at Great Song Pod. That's GR number eight song pod. Or, you know, email us at greatsongpod at gmail.com. But Catherine, before we hear those responses, I'm I'm curious, what have you been listening to lately? Well, as you may know, our favorite pop girly, Chapel Roan, just released her album two Fridays ago, yes. The Rise and Fall of Midwest Princess, and she's now touring in support of that, so I, like, if she's coming anywhere near you, like, you should go see her. She's just, she's so good. Yeah, my vinyl copy of it just came in the mail today. Ugh, I still need to get one of her vinyls. I love the album. There's only maybe, like, five songs on there that we haven't heard before, as a single, but like the way that her singles mm-hmm. blend into the new songs are just so good. And she's just the next big thing. I can just like feel it. She's we're on the precipice of the chapel Absolutely. era. Oh, and by the way, she was on our podcast. <laughs> uh, people can go back and listen to that episode from last year. Plug. I think that makes us OGs of Chapel Road train. So, you yeah. know, get on board. <laughs> <laughs> choo choo. Scott, you did something really cool this weekend that's music-related. Tell us all about it. Yes, yes. I went to All Things Go Festival, which you and I have been to. All Things Gay Festival. (laughs) It's now dubbed uh, All Things Gay. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I went, unfortunately, only for Saturday. I couldn't get a Sunday ticket, but we saw Suki Waterhouse and Tegan and Sarah and Fletcher Carly Rae Jepsen, of course, uh, and Maggie Rogers. And it was just, uh, it was a great day. I saw some of Lizzie McAlpine, like she was on the other stage, but they showed it on the screen. Some of Mount Joy. So yeah, it was a, it was a really great day. We're huge fans of that festival and it was nice to go down to Maryland for it. Then on Sunday, they had Muna and Boy Genius and apparently AOC was there and a what? bunch of other like politicians. Yeah. Wow. So I think you missed AOC by one day but she like hung out with Muna and stuff so Maxwell Frost must have been there right he's like a big yeah yeah Yeah. I forgot his name but yes yeah yeah, yeah. Maxwell and then there was one other like younger representative who I forgot his name too so that's yeah so much fun Okay, the other music thing that I just wanted to share very briefly before we kind of hear from some people in our audience is that I was listening to a playlist on Shuffle today, as I want to do, and a song comes on, and I'm like, oh, is this Lana Del Rey? I don't know a lot of Lana Del Rey's music. 
but it sounded way poppier than Lana Del Rey often does. And I looked down and it is Madison Beer, the TikTok and YouTube star her new song and or she has a new whole album and i was like it was ldr voice with very pop production so i think i'm recommending madison beer and her album to our audience which is crazy of me i saw her live once at this weird pre-vma like event at terminal five like a free concert a couple years ago it was her BB Rexa, Rita Ora. <laughs> it was it was a weird time, but Man. that was like four or five years ago now. Wow, she's been at it for a while then. Yeah, but yeah. So, what are some of the songs that our listeners shared as the greatest song they've heard all week? There was a great one, Tourniquet by Zach Bryan. We've talked a little bit about this online, but that Zach Bryan record is so cool. And Tourniquet is a great song. Anthony recommended that one. We have the famed Ferris Bueller, Oh Yeah, song (laughs) by Yellow Jerome uh, recommended that one. And I just listened to it. And like, I can only see that scene with the principal, like going by the school of us at the end, just like seared into my mind while that plays. So... Anyway, it's so funny. I feel like I've seen it in other movies and stuff. And I kind of feel like you can't do that. Like, it's so Mm -hmm. iconic for that one movie that I think it doesn't work in other contexts. Like, it's unless you're like referencing it. Yeah. Unless Matthew Broderick's in your movie or Alan Rock or whatever. (laughs) And then Scott, who we've talked to on the podcast before, recommended Light as a Feather by Crosses, which I've never heard before. Crosses, uh, pretty good. It was really cool. It was like kind of dancey and kind of gothy, poppy. Yeah, it was cool. Cool stuff. So yeah, again, if you would like us to talk about a song that you've been digging lately, you know, let us know on social media or uh, send an email and keep an eye out for the posts that we do every week on Instagram and uh, Twitter or X whatever you want to call it, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. X.com. Um, but let's get to the main event today. We have really exciting episode. I'm really excited for everyone to hear. Yes, we talked to Elliot Fulham, who is an amazing young musician and actor. Uh, some people might know him from the uh, really fun and incredibly gory Terrifier 2, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, just two hours of a killer clown killing people in a clown costume uh he's in that and uh, i think he's gonna be in terrifier 3 too which is pretty cool um he also put out uh his second album end of ways this september and i was fortunate enough to have worked a a little bit on it just doing some string arrangements and recording some string parts for a couple of the songs and i thought he was just such a nice kid and so talented and really has this amazing enthusiasm when he talks about music uh in person and then also on his social media he's always like going to record shops and talking about the kind of music he loves and and all this kind of stuff and just like this really infectious energy that i thought would be great for the podcast so i was super happy to get him on and kick off this new season with him so let's get right into it elliot fulham new album end of ways So, Elliot, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, so last month you released your new album. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it. Yes, I released it September 1st. So, I'll I'll give a little bit of a timeline here. Sure. So, my first album, I recorded at home. 
I used my, nothing but an interface and my laptop. And then that album did really, really well. It blew up crazy. I signed with Kill Rock Stars, which is my awesome label. So for this next album, I actually had the chance to go into a studio, use real strings. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Mess around with some, some a real pianist. I actually had really cool sounding stuff. Um, but this album really does mean a lot to me. Uh, there's a underlying story to it. It's about my uh, girlfriend. She actually went through a lot of abuse and stuff, and we actually escaped from a home. They are now safe, and it's all good. So a lot of the album is actually about my girlfriend, Josie. So it's kind of a journey. Some of the first songs or whatever, it's really, really sad. It's really, really depressing. But then I wanted to end it on a good note, which is the song Over the Moon, which is a full-on love song for my girlfriend. Nice. And she's on the cover as well, right? Yes, that is her. That is actually pretty sure the last picture she took while she was at that house. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, well, that actually looks like it could be like an album cover. Nice. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so to talk a little bit more about the music, you know, like you were saying, going into the studio, you have all these new tools available to you. Did you find that that was a way of expanding your songwriting and your palette a little bit more and, and sort of help facilitate telling the story that you were trying to tell? Oh, that's a very interesting take and thought process on that. I actually have always recorded songs like like in this way, in this process. But there was one song that didn't make my last album. So what's wrong? Yeah. My first album. I have a song on a new album called Timeless Tears. And it's a very string heavy song. And being in the studio definitely brought that song to life. Uh, and kind of reimagined it in a whole new way. And secretly enough, those vocals that are on that song are my old demo vocals. Oh, and wow. I, I'm pretty sure the guitar is too. I sound the exact same for two <laughs> yeah. years. I still sound the same. But... Uh, yes, being in the studio definitely opened up for different sounds, different ideas. I think my songwriting and my lyricism and everything just got better in general. Yeah. Like, even if I didn't have a studio, my I was already planning on writing songs that were hopefully better than my last song. Yeah, totally. Well, let's actually go back further, you know. Do you have a memory of hearing music, whether it's a specific song or album or artist or, or something that made an impact and made you realize like, yes, I, I love music. This is for me. Yeah, I've always been into music. I've always loved music. My parents have incredible tastes and they've actually, you know, shown me a lot of the bands and artists that I love today. But I would say, and this might be a little bit of a different answer because a lot of my fans are slow core indie artists of course elliot smith is a huge inspiration for me of course Stosser is a huge inspiration but i'm gonna throw a little bit of a curveball in there billy eilish i owe a lot oh, yeah. of uh inspiration to because she released a documentary called the world's a little blurry and it kind of showed the background the behind the scenes of making um that album and her going on tour and playing shows and stuff and that inspired me so so much you have no idea i right after watching that i went right into my bedroom i started practicing trying to make music and when i'm pretty sure around that time was when i was making my very first demos i used garage band on my phone nice. i used the worst possible xbox mic it wasn't even a proper mic to say i used my xbox video game mic and then i also uh the software i use is called logic pro mm -hmm. it's a very popular software and billy eilish uses the same one so she has definitely inspired me a lot. And especially since she was so young making right, yeah. those albums. 
and I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm the same age. I can do this. Yeah, totally. So she definitely inspired me a lot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you mentioned your parents and their influence on your taste. Uh, I'm wondering if there were specific artists or albums that you remember them showing you when you were, you know, at a young age or getting into music that really had a big impact. Oh, so Metallica was one of the very first bands. It's nice. like a lot of rock and metal to start out. Um, and we went through everything. I love, my parents have such a great taste, an all-around taste. A lot of cool goth bands, goth artists like Bauhaus, like some of well, my mom's favorites. Um, and then a lot of rap also. A lot of 90s hip-hop that mm-hmm, my mom yeah. uh, and, and dad really, really love. Like Notorious B.I.G., Cypress Cell, so many classics. And then I started getting into like artists like Elliot Smith, Radiohead, Mitski, all that indie stuff. And they were also a fan of artists like that. So they definitely inspired a lot of my music taste. And also, my dad used to play in a band. He used to oh, be a guitarist. Cool. And he taught me a lot of my first stuff that I ever learned, like the finger picking and stuff. Yeah. He taught me how to do that stuff. So That's, I was very, very lucky. That's cool. Am I wrong? I feel like you told me once that you were named after Elliot Smith. Right? You are not wrong. I, yes, I was oh, named after cool. Elliot Smith. My parents were huge Elliot Smith fans, and they actually even got to see him live a couple times, too, Wow. back in the day. Yes, they were huge Elliot Smith fans, but they named me after. Nice. So, you've mentioned your parents and their musical taste. Do y'all go to shows together as a family? Yes, yes. We went to see so many concerts, so many shows. My very first one was Kiss. Nice. Like I mentioned earlier, when I was growing up, ACDC was another one, which was fun, a fun rock band. Randy Head was one of my favorites that we saw. Um, and then just recently, we actually got to see The Cure oh, at Madison uh, yeah. Square Garden, and that was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who went there as well and, and said it was just incredible. Robert Smith is somehow still a god and has the best possible voice and vocals imaginable. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you mentioned your dad teaching you the finger-picking style guitar. When did you start playing music yourself? Oh, uh... I started really kind of just practicing guitar and stuff in sixth grade around that time. But I never really started full on completely crazy focusing on it until actually just about last year. Oh, wow. I knew how to do some little finger picking stuff and some guitar solos and like I learned Master of Puppets and Metallica songs. And like it just turned out acoustic indie music, which was my favorite genre of music turned out to be thing i enjoyed playing wow that's so interesting that you've really only been writing for a very short period of time and and in that time you've released you know two albums and, and other music as well i'm just curious where you think it's going next you know what does your songwriting look like now are you you know trying to explore different genres and sounds and 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 sort of uh spread your rings a little bit i honestly uh i once in a while i do get a little bit of an itch to try and like make something not even ever release it but just like try and experiment with different types of genres like maybe i try and like record like a, like a punk song or something by myself or whatever like at last night i was just working on just some random distortion stuff or like post-punk yeah is another one i love grunge is one of my favorite genres of music but uh i feel like where i stand right now i definitely want to continue going the indie route definitely want to continue going the slow core route acoustics and i might incorporate a little bit here and there 
little different odes all pay homage to different genres and stuff that i love as well like throw it away on my new album end of ways the very very end i'm actually doing like screaming yeah. vocals like i've never done that like i actually never did that or even practiced that prior to being in the studio at that at that time and it worked out and it sounded cool and distorted guitars crazy black flag inspired solo over it kind of went all out at the end at the end of that song Yeah, I mean, a moment like that, I think, is so cool on your record because not that the rest of the album sounds all the same, but it kind of keeps at a similar pace and intensity. And then in that one moment at the end of that song, you just really let it go wild. And, and it's it's so exciting. It stands out. So I would personally love to hear more of that from you in, in the future. But, you know, before we transition into your song pick, are there other things that you're listening to these days or excited about that you want to highlight? Oh, man, there's always, always artists I'm listening to, always music I'm listening to. There's new Mitski. There's a lot of awesome, good shoegaze out there right now. Uh, like uh, Julie is kind of post-punk run shoegaze, and they're one of my favorite bands right now. Quantic is another one that I've been loving. Uh, and then to go back to the slow core side, um, I have to give props to Sign Crushes Motorist's new album, Hurting. And it's one, I think that's my album of the year right now. So many great artists right now. So many good young artists. Very cool. Well, it's time. Elliot, what is the song that makes you scream, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life? This is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life. And that <laughs> is Morning Bell from Radiohead. Uh, that is my choice. Now, I, it was kind of hard to narrow it down. I mean, there's so many incredible songs. I can, I probably have like a 500-way tie at my favorite song of all time. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I have a radio tattoo. I also have an Elliot Smith tattoo. Oh, wow. And they are in the honorable mentions as well. But Radio and Morning Bell, I, for some reason, that song, it's, I, it has a vibe. It has a very eerie, creepy vibe. The, the vocals sound very, very prominent and like almost dry a little bit. The drums are, so it's, it's one of my favorite drum beats of all time. And it's, consistent throughout the entire song yeah i mean you talk about the beat the the song is in uh, however you want to count it five four or five eight you know uh and that drum beat that just kind of loops the whole way is this really energetic frenetic kind of thing and the chords loop and it just has this incredible momentum and energy while also being almost hypnotic because of the looping and the sort of off-kilter time signature oh yeah so i think you described it absolutely perfectly and you took the Words right out of my mouth. Definitely one of my favorite Radiohead songs and a song that makes me think this is the best song ever. <laughs> so Tom York has done an interview about this song before and he kind of like did not explain anything too literally or 
talked about that this is a song about a divorce, or at least that's the way I interpret it, and described it more like there was a ghost in the house. That's all he would say about it. But there's really some like references here to the end of a relationship. Um, super haunting as well. But what is this song about to you, or how do you interpret the lyricism of it? I love songs that have double meanings or just two different meanings, maybe a one more literal, a one more secretive type of meaning. Um, and I actually do that a lot of my own songs. With this song in particular, the lyrics I haven't fully paid attention to until today. I, I kind of was looking through them. Like, what is this song actually about? I mean, I'm trying to find the meaning. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially that part at the very end where he just keeps going walking and walking and walking and walking, 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 like over <laughs> yeah. and over again. I'm like, Wait, what is this about? But I love the idea of, of like a ghost being in the house because uh, I love ghosts. I love paranormal stuff. Um, yeah. I'm a horror fan, and I actually, in my own room, sometimes I think there's there might be a ghost. You know, oh, at late at night. Uh, and actually, one time I was I got like really scared or paranoid or whatever. I was like, "There's there's like a ghost. There's gotta be a ghost." And I said, "There's no ghost. Come on, you don't exist. You're just you're just like in my mind." And then right when I said that, the lights in my room turned off. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know what? You know what? We're chill. We're cool. <laughs> and um. That definitely, the vibe in, in, in that room definitely inspires a lot of my own songs. So if somehow Tommy Works ever had an experience with ghosts, or probably your meaning is without a doubt, most likely the real meaning. Yeah. But if there is somehow a story that he has about ghosts, I want to hear it. I want to hear Tom York's story. Yeah. Well, it's cool because the way the vocal melody is written, it's, it's very, you know, long notes and sort of acts more like a texture than like a melody so you know the lyrics sort of fade into the background because it's more of like a, yeah. a sound than you know the focus of everything i'm curious though when did the song come into your life wow it actually might be a little surprising the very first album i ever heard from radiohead was a little shape pool that was the oh, first yeah. one and that was kind of my gateway and i heard that album on um, when we were driving to a hike I was like, check this out, check this band out. Like, oh, oh, this is cool. So then I did more of a deep dive yeah. and listened to the other albums, and Kid A just stuck out to me. It just stuck out to me. I love those really dark-sounding synths. I mean, even the track Kid A, that song is just so, so weird and so eerie. And I love a lot of the dark-sounding songs. And Radiohead is, I feel like, the perfect mix, especially on that album, having really dark, lonesome songs while also just full on pursuing beautiful melodies and memorable melodies that you will never, ever get out of your head. Yeah, I think what's also cool is, okay, so after Kid A, they release Amnesiac, and Morning Bell appears on that album as well as like a demo version. This time it's not in 5-4, it's in 4, okay. and there's like more piano and guitar. I think it's just cool to like hear the same song from a totally different perspective and with a different feel and totally different vibe. Yeah, and when you hear stuff like that, I wonder how many different versions of different songs that Radiohead has that they never yeah. ever released or anything that fans like me would probably die for. Yeah, it's kind of a good parallel to the story you told about using the old demo vocals for a new song on this album. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like reimagining the things you felt at the time, but in a different light. 
And I can see something similar with these different versions of Morning Bell. Possibly. Yeah. That means I'm like basically Tom York at this point, right? <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> yep, exactly. In my, in my dreams, in my dreams. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, talking to us about this Radiohead song and your new album and so many other things. If people would like to, you know, follow you online or hear your music, uh, where should they go? Well, first off, I do want to say thank you for having me. But if you want to find me, if you want to find my social media, Instagram, TikTok, it's Elliot Fulham, which is just my name, E-L-L-I-O-T-T-F-U-L-L-A-M. And then... I have uh, the Little Punk People account, Little Punk People, which is on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And if you're interested in listening to my new album, it's just my name, Elliot Fulham, on Spotify, music, on all platforms. Nice. Well, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll talk more soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Right, Catherine well that was uh that was a lot of fun yeah I thought he had such a cool vision and such cool things to say I'm really glad that he was able to guest on our podcast yeah so well what do you think about Morning Bell and Radiohead are you a fan just in general uh, I don't think I'm a Radiohead fan but I'm a fan of the way that people like Elliot talk about Radiohead it's like with such passion and depth um, I don't necessarily feel that when I listen to Radiohead, but what about you? Yeah, I've been through phases. I, I was really into Radiohead, and then I think for a long time, I just got turned off by the whole like perception of it and, and the way some people talking about them as like being so, so great and so you know, smart and intellectual or, or whatever. And I think I got turned off by aspects of it that weren't fair to the music itself, you know? And so... Yeah, I think in the past few years, I've been able to like go back and say, "Oh no, actually, I really love these songs," and and like get over myself, you know. <laughs> I was a huge Muse fan in high school. I don't know if this is something that you know about yeah, me. Yeah, totally. And so, <laughs> so um, everyone, or like not everyone, but when I was listening to Muse, it was kind of like the next step was like, oh, Radiohead, because for whatever reason, they were kind of lumped together right. a little bit, just some of like the dad rock sort of aspects of it. But I was always solely a Muse fan and never really a Radiohead fan. But who knows, maybe that's my next phase of life. We'll see. Yeah, yeah you never know. All right. Well, let us know what you think about Radiohead and Morning Bell, and be sure to listen to End of Ways by Elliot Fulham. Let us know what you think about that as well. You can get in touch with us on social media at Great Song Pod. That's G R number eight Song Pod, or email us at greatsongpod at gmail.com. And uh, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and think about leaving a rating and review. It helps other people find the show. You could also tell other people, a friend, a lover, an enemy me maybe just someone you're walking past on the street that really does help us out absolutely and i want to give a special shout out to you Catherine, for helping me produce the podcast to izzy for help with mixing and a special shout out to roger feely lucier who helped do our redesign for season two and gave us this incredible new uh podcast art so shout out to him also special thanks to skylar spence whose song kratos in love is our theme music and to you the listener for listening Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.